3: Hi, this is Paul Lazarus. In the 1980s, I produced and hosted a radio series called Anything Goes, a celebration of the American Musical Theater. Now the Broadway Podcast Network is bringing back these shows. Today, the first of a two-part look at the career of Broadway orchestrator Hans Spialik. Spialik orchestrated many of the most famous shows of the 20s, 30s, and 40s. He worked with such notable composers as George Gershwin, Richard Rodgers, and Cole Porter. This program was originally broadcast in 1983.
4: See the pretty apple top of the tree, the higher up the sweeter it grows. House, top of the roof The higher up The higher rent goes Get that dough Don't be a goof Hop on your toes They climb the clouds To come through With their mail The dancing crowds Look up to some rare mail Like that a stair mail See the pretty lady Top of the crop You wanna know The way the wind blows Then my boy
0: This motto applies to those who dwell In Richmond Hill or New Rochelle In Chelsea, in Southern Plains
1: Title Song from On Your Toes Good afternoon, and welcome to Anything Goes. I'm your host, Paul Lazarus. Today we'll be talking to Broadway orchestrator Hans Spialik, Dean of Broadway Orchestration. Mr Spialik, eighty nine years old and still kicking, recently celebrated his birthday on the stage of the Virginia Theater where his latest show, a revival of On Your Toes is playing. Spialik was primarily involved in the Broadway scene, the 20s, 30s, and the 40s, so unfortunately few recordings of Mr. Spialik's work exist. However, he and I spoke at length in my apartment, and I'll be featuring excerpts from that conversation. Hans, welcome. It's a pleasure to speak with you. I've always wanted to talk with you about orchestration and and, uh, all the many, many shows that you've been a part of.
5: Well, uh, entire shows... I did 147. And when I say 147 shows, those are shows I can prove that I have the programs with my name on it.
3: The others there are other
5: shows, but there are so many other shows. Right? Where are the two numbers, one number, three numbers, or a finale or something. But there are many others which I have in my diary. By the way, I have to tell you something. What? I have a diary since 1912. I have every day my, you write my, Every I can tell you every day. Wow. And No, no, that's true. I want to
1: take you way back, because I want to find out what makes someone like you become a Broadway orchestrator. And uh, when you were just beginning in music, yeah. what was your earliest training? Did you study an instrument? Did you study voice? Yes,
5: I did. I studied violin hmm But one day my father bought a, bought a second, a third, a tent had piano, opera piano. I come upstairs and, uh, was, this okay, and
1: was this in Vienna or
5: was this in, Vienna, in Vienna, And I sat down. I was that time well the seven eight years old. I sat down and I played that da 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 because I heard it downstairs in the movie, and they had a movie in the house. And from that on, I neglected the neglected the violin, and I started there. piano. Yeah.
1: Were your parents in music, or was it you were the first in your family to go into music? No,
5: I was the only one. I was the only black sheet. Do you remember the
1: first Broadway show you ever saw in New York?
5: Well, I came in New York the 13th of, of, of January 1924, and the first night my wife was in the settlement. Uh-huh. Uh, I unloaded her at the hotel. It was a little flea bag on 65th Street. And I went the same night, I went to the Capitol Theater. What did you see? Under the red rope. Under red the rope way. was at the yeah. With the orchestra David Mendoza was the conductor. Oh and I have the program. I show it to you. <laughs> I show it. I I have have who was <laughs> who do you think the concertmaster master was? Eugene Orman. Oh my God. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I work for Keith when I married Lil.
0: I couldn't pay the hospital bill.
4: So I was born in Vaudeville.
5: <laughs> it's two a day for Keith and three a day for low. Pantages plays this for a day beside a supper show. But
0: you're a favorite audience no matter where we go. With Two a day for Keith and three a day for low. Remember my dad, old Phil the first,
4: and Phil the second is not the worst. As a dancing fool, Phil the third is cursed.
5: It's two a day for Keith and three a day for Low. For Valley Markers, five a day for half as much the dough. We
2: never will forget you folks right here in Kokomo. With two a day for Keith
0: and 3 and take for lord
1: to a day for Keith from On Your Toes. And that featured Jack Williams, Eleanor Williams, and David Winters. And you're listening to excerpts from a pre-recorded interview with Broadway orchestrator Hans Bialik.
5: So when we came here, of course I didn't know anybody. And accidentally met a doctor we met in Berlin. He brought us to a party. Where there was a violin player. That violin player was Maurice Nitke. He was the one who played all his life for John Barrymore in the International For uh-huh. Local Lady Two Men, they play in all those theaters, you know. So he wrote on a, on a piece, a napkin, he wrote a recommendation, and he sent me to Halls. Holmes was a publishing Famous
1: house, music publisher. and
5: he sent me to Robert Russell Bennett, and said that I am, you know, a great uh, composer. You know. And I come there, there was the manager was Charlie Miller, in, in a small office, as a, and I brought my scores, you know, and my Sunday writing, and you know, I have a beautiful writing. And at the end, there was a fat, big man there. Big round blossoms in his face, just standing, he looked at his good. And he asked me, The big man asked me, can you copy? Oh, I was an insult, but thank God I said yes. So he puts me in the last thing that I found out later on was the engine room, and says, right, gives me a thing. I remember the song was called My Dream Girl, it says copy this. I it, and I find him looking over my shoulder. Then came the second insult so that says, Can you transpose? <laughs> Thank God, I said, Yes, so he had to transpose as a donut. You know who the man was? Victor Herbert.
2: Every single fiber of my being Responds to you as to some magic spell Why do I feel as though I'd always known you? What is this thrill of mingled joy and pain? Oh, have Shall we meet and love once more?
1: Donald Dame performing My Dream Girl from the The Dream Girl, lyrics by Rita Johnson Young, music, of course, by Victor Herbert. Mr. Spialik went to work for Harms Publishing Company, and at that time Max Stryfus was the head of Harms. What was Max That's- Stryfus like at
5: Harms? He uh Sort of nasty in a in a way. For instance, I'll give you an example. Gershwin came one day in and he played some new tunes. He had that time not Funny Face. There was another show. Uh, Lady Be Good? Or? No, no, no. Treasure Girl. Oh. Yeah. was not a hit. Yeah. That's the only show where Gershwin had a five four tune. In it was um, the only five four tune in it? The ever ever ah. last <laughs> Yeah, he played, he played those tunes, and they were nice, and Gershwin played those tunes, you know, how his way of demonstrating was, he would whistle the melody and would vanity accompany it. Mm-hmm. So he wrestles, not, I mean, it didn't sing the lyrics, there were no, there were no lyrics yet, he whistles and he asked Dreyfus, how do you like it? So Dreyfus said, I like the lyrics.
3: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: And you're listening to Anything Goes with Paul Lazarus. And my guest today is Broadway
5: orchestrator Hans Bialik. When he said that the piano no one could get them away from you. The- <laughs>
1: That's what they say.
5: <laughs> we had one party. My wife was supposed to sing. John Pierce was the other supposed to sing. They were all waiting to go there. They couldn't because Gershman sat down before until three in the morning. Never. And they were fascinating. And he was so enthusiastic. No, the man was actually, uh, uh, the only actually, I would say, fanatic I know. When you started orchestrating, yeah. who did you look up to? As an arranger, yeah, there was a, well, I came here the last year when Frank Sadler, he was the head arranger of all. He did oh. all the Jerome as all oh. most beautiful writing. But he died the year I came here and his pupil was Maurice de a oh. big, big fella. And he, ad- it was his pupil, and he adopted the exact handwriting Thanks on that. You look two ah. scores, you never say that. And I looked, and then Russell Bennett wasn't so much to me. I worked with Russell Bennett, I worked 29 years. We had to we shared the same room
6: really?
5: for 29 years at chapel. He died last year, was uh, And uh, we became wonderful friends. But that time he was my ideal and I learned a lot from him. Especially, you you understand, I come to a strange country. I don't know the way of writing for jazz, I know syncopating and all that. I went every day to either a Warwick house, to movies and all that. Because that time movie houses had orchestras. Movie houses like 83rd Street Theater and all that. They had big woodwind shows with an orchestra 26, 30 people. Mm. And what about the Capitals, 50, or the Rialto or the Rivoli, you know? They all had mm. great orchestras. And of course, they played mostly jazz. And woodman I like, went up to 125th so They had Sisland and Blake, who went up to the Cotton Club on uh, Saturday almost every Saturday.
1: Honeysuckle Time, Noble Sissel and His Sizzling Syncopators, a Sissel and Blake song, of course. This is Anything Goes. You're listening to excerpts from a pre-recorded interview with Hans Bialik.
5: I had to go as a compass that was sent out of town. Uh-huh. We were sent to Long Branch with a show called Mar- Marjorie D. Herbert started was conducting it. And later on, Max Steiner was conducting the show. It was a pretty good job, but the arranger was Stephen Jones. And he was a golf player, more than an arranger. I would wake up in the morning, I wanna ask for carping, my carping job. There would be nothing here because he's out playing golf. Then he would say, look, Hans, you can arrange it yourself. That's a waltz, you know, it comes from Vienna. You arranged it. And it did well, till all of a sudden there came a show called Americana, oh. the first Americana. Right. Everybody wrote for that show music, even George Gershwin. And Yip
1: uh, Duke
5: and had a song, and uh, That's
1: a great Phil,
5: Phil Jerry had a song, sunny disposition. Right. And that it was the first time I had, I had my name on the program as an orchestrator. And yeah, uh-huh. as orchestrator. Good. Nobody had a name on the program. And you know we're under the credits at the end. I, Miller Shoes, <laughs> orchestras by Hans Spialik.
1: <laughs> Spialik arranged a couple of songs for the Garrick Gaieties, including Mountain Greenery, several songs for Chee chi and a few songs for the Rogers and Hart show Connecticut Yankee. Then Richard Rogers asked Spialik to orchestrate the entire score for the Fifth Avenue Follies, and on the strength of that job, he was offered On Your Toes. Hans recalls the first orchestra run through of On Your Toes in Boston.
5: The only real appreciation as an arranger, and that concerns newspapers, people, composers, and all that, I got an On Your Toes, and neither from the composer nor from the papers, nothing. But I'll show you what happened at the reading rehearsal, the orchestra reading in Boston. No actor was supposed to be on the stage, nothing.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: But unknown to us, I didn't notice much, and uh, I didn't know him that time either. Uh, Rayburn was sitting in the United States. Uh-huh. And then they play Small Hotel. Then I found out, says, hey, Ray, he was crying, tears were mm. running uh, Says, what's the matter, you don't like it? Because he's singing. it. Not in, in the show, he or she sings it first. In the original, he sang it first. Uh-huh. Uh, says, what, what's the matter, you don't like it? Says, no, it, it's so beautiful. Mm. That was the only real appreciation as, a, as an arrangement among all those people. Billions of notes I wrote through the years, you know. I mm. yeah, got naturally, I got wonderful, but as soon as I got bad ones, you have to take it whatever you get.
4: I'd like to get...
2: That's where we two will go, darling, before you can count up
1: Portia Nelson and Jack Cassidy singing There's a Small Hotel from On Your Toes. What were the differences for you doing it in 1936 and doing it now? Well. Orchestration wise, though.
5: i tell you what I did today. Is I almost changed uh, nothing. Ah. There were holes, certain holes, where it used a little bit, you know times changed in and their fingerings and uh say certain things for strings, you know. And then just a little bit for instance in the Senaida a ballet when she comes out and the kids says that you couldn't hear it was only a flute solo don't forget the theaters were smaller and the orchestra I don't know. at that time either it was louder or you could hear the instruments but the differentiation was not so i added a xylophone today and a little bit here bells to this and this but I used my exact orchestration that I had. And thank God, we found at, uh, at the Roses and Hammerstein office, we found quite a lot of my uh, original, original manuscripts. Huh? And it's a funny feeling when you look at something you did 40 years ago. Yeah. How beautiful that oh, well, Yeah. Uh, look
4: at yourself, if you had a sense of humor, you would love to beat the band. Look at yourself, do you still believe the rumor that romance is simply grand? Since you took it right on the chin, you have lost that bright toothpaste grin. My mental state is all a jumble. I sit around and sadly mumble. Fools rush in, so here I am, very glad to be unhappy. I can't win, but here I am, more than glad to be unhappy. Unrequited love's a boy. I've got it pretty bad. But for someone you adore, it's a pleasure to be sad like a straying baby lamb with no mammy and no pappy. I'm so unhappy, but oh. I've got it pretty bad, but for someone you adore, it's a pleasure to be sad. like a straying baby lamb. With no mammy and no pappy, I'm so unhappy. But oh,
1: Lee Wiley performing the Rogers and Hart tune, Glad to be Unhappy. He used to go to a bar and, with Richard Rogers and talk about I'm Glad to be
5: Unhappy. He was very happy about that tune. He never when the show was playing out of town in Boston, all the time I was there, yeah, we never missed it in the dinner. We may have missed Slother and Zandarmi or something because that was Saturday, but we never missed You would run into the theatre in to hear yeah. oh. it. That was Doris uh oh. yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a wonderful song. Yeah, that was on your toes and it was an immediate success for some immediate success. Right. I had some of the critics in New York uh, were uh, falling over the book that didn't, uh, right. but all oh, loved the music. Mm-hmm.
3: You've been listening to part one of a two part look at the career of remarkable Broadway orchestrator Hans Bialik, Associate Producer Jeff London. Anything Goes Backstage with Broadway's Best is produced and hosted by Paul Lazarus. For more information, visit anythinggoespl.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and follow us. Thanks for listening. Da <laughs>
0: 18 plus.